0: When I found hypnotherapy, I had found the answer I was looking for. It was a way of directly approaching the mind without analysis, without diagnosis, without medication. With hypnotherapy, we can find out what is the real root cause of your blockage, the challenge, whatever you're dealing with, it doesn't really matter what it is. Knowing that the root cause of the problem is the mind, but really the subconscious mind, you give me 10 total hours of work and I'm probably gonna change your life, you know, radically, Changing things, So, yeah, like I know personally and others, like we search for a solution to our problems and yeah, anybody who's listening, I would say that solution really is right in your face.
1: I'm Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. My mission is to help you crush your self-limiting beliefs and embrace being unapologetically you. The Born Unbreakable podcast brings you inspirational stories from all over the world that will empower you to unlock your unbreakable spirit. I'd love to partner with you on your next breakthrough. Go to bornunbreakable.com to schedule a free transformational call. Action begins today. Are you looking for a one-stop shop in Las Vegas where you can comfortably stay and host an event? Athena Estate is located in Southwest Las Vegas, just 10 minutes from the Strip, and offers everything you need. On over an acre of land, this indoor-outdoor venue is perfect for an intimate retreat, a small wedding, or a milestone birthday. We offer a variety of packages and services that will fit your needs and your budget. Book with us by December 26th and receive 20% off at your stay or event. Visit staydorado.com, that's S-T-A-Y-D-O-R-A-D-O dot com to learn more. We look forward to customizing your next experience. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. I'm your host, Coach Des, and I'm very excited about the special guest that I have with me today, Matthew Brownstein, and we're going to delve into a conversation that will start with his spiritual awakening and journey and just the world that he's gotten into today, which has taken some time, but today... Much of his focus is on hypnotherapy, but there's quite a bit that he studied to get to this point. Everything from Reiki to Chinese medicine and acupuncture, and I was mentioning to Matthew that I recently celebrated um, a milestone birthday. I just turned 40, and it was um, just a wonderful time for me to reflect. I, I was able to spend some quality time and have a lot of fun with family and friends, but really in my self-reflection, it was that I've arrived to a place where I feel uh, a a very high degree of gratitude, but also a sense of peace um, in my life. And I I think that it's uh, a noisy world where we can easily be disrupted and oftentimes distracted and maybe even taken off the course away from our core and our north star of where we might want to go in life so i'm hoping that you walk away in this episode with some new learnings and perhaps some insights on practices that you could open yourself up to so matthew i appreciate you taking the time despite some of our technical difficulties to be here today
0: it's my pleasure thanks for having me on and happy birthday since we had to start over again, yeah, I will say again, I just turned 50, and um, he talked about it being a reflective time, for, for sure. 50 years on the planet made me definitely think, what, what is it all about here? But yeah, let's dive in. So thanks for having me on.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I'd love to start with the beginning of your journey. I know that you've really started delving into to things um, in the early 90s, but it would be awesome to to understand how you got to where you are today.
0: Yeah, happy to share the story. Uh, Life didn't mean much of anything to me before I was 19 years old, meaning that it was average, it was normal, it was nothing exciting. Um, But at 19, I had a really profound spiritual awakening. I was lying in bed, I just finished making love with my girlfriend, just to be honest, because that's how the story goes. And out of the blue, for no reason that I understood, it had nothing to do with what we were doing or anything, because it was such a unique experience. Everything went from a world of separation where I'm an individual person to a experience of complete oneness where there's nothing but universe and I'm part of that. It was light, it was love, it was bliss, it was wise, it was wisdom inherent in everything. I was saying words that neither myself or my girlfriend at the time uh, had ever heard me say. She was scared actually because I was just speaking from a like radically different worldview that happened in an instant And I didn't know what happened to me So I was in college at the time. And I didn't know what to do with that knowledge, but it was so profound. I started asking a lot of questions. I changed my major to philosophy, then to religion. But what I found was while the religions especially could talk about what had happened to me, they didn't teach me how to tap into it again. It was not until I found mysticism, which are the branches of religion that give you actual techniques. To tap into that inner peace, love, joy, or experiences of what you might call divine consciousness. And regardless of what people believe, this is a universal experience that people can have. And it's so life-changing for anybody who's ever tapped into that, uh, that for me, I can only say personally, it just changed everything. So I didn't know what to do with a degree in religion and philosophy. So I went into Chinese medicine thinking, all right, maybe I could clear the blocks to love's presence. Like there is this love everywhere. There is peace everywhere. But why don't we feel it? And generally what you learn is there are blocks to that. So I thought, okay, maybe acupuncture needles, maybe massage, maybe Reiki could help to clear the blocks. Yet I learned more and more the blocks are mental. It's not that there's – it's not like your cholesterol is blocking you from this. It's, you know, it's not – it's, you know, it's like where, where are the blockages? And it's clearly the problem is the mind. Um, I took a class in college called Social Problems, and I kept saying, what's the one problem amongst all these problems? And basically, it's human beings. (laughs) And then, what is it about human beings? It's the human mind. So I went to different ashrams, monasteries that lived in the Himalayas in India, really trying to find the answers. And the answers are out there. But I was trying to say, I don't just want to be a monk living in a cave somewhere. I want to be in the world helping people in a way that really feels like it's helping the highest levels possible. When I found hypnotherapy, I had found the answer I was looking for. It was a way of directly approaching the mind without analysis, without diagnosis, without medication. The untraditional talk therapy it was getting to the very root of where I had learned human suffering, human challenges come from. I know a lot of your work is working through the negative beliefs, the limiting beliefs that people hold And that's very much where hypnotherapy just lit up my mind about, oh, my God, if somebody believes they're useless, worthless, unlovable, bad, and stupid, there's nothing I can do with an acupuncture needle that's going to change that. Uh, And traditional top therapy, I just wasn't feeling it. But when I found hypnotherapy, I said, this is the path for me. So that's a 30-plus-year journey in a nutshell.
1: That might be the most concise Yet detailed <laughs> explanation, which is, which is really great. Before, before I get into hypnotherapy, because that's really where I would like to delve in. Cause I, I'd imagine that it's not potentially the most familiar topic. Uh, well, I, I do believe that people have been exposed to maybe talk therapy. It's a bit more common. I think people, um, I, there's probably every, half the podcasts that i listen to better help is one of the uh, promotional ads so you you know there's somebody that you could you talk to call BetterHelp, and you could talk through whatever the challenges that you're you're dealing with and it's virtual so it's easy like it's it's a big thing i think that's promoted you know quite a bit that's like the modern modern day thing is to talk through things which i i i certainly feel like there's a lot of value but i wanted to go back for a second because you mentioned being in monasteries, you know, being like a monk, going to the Himalayas, um, what did you learn in those, in those kind of experiences where you really did have more seclusion, more isolation, more quiet? What were the kind of things that you came away with?
0: I would say I learned absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, and what I mean is, When you tap into the type of things that were valuable to me, like universal love, peace, joy, oneness, it's not actually something to learn. It's something we all already know. So my experience of the journey, what they call the spiritual path or just personal growth, it's an unlearning. It's an unraveling. It's a letting go. We all know deep down inside, love is the answer, right? Inner peace is important. Finding what you're looking for within. We all know this already. So I would say I didn't learn or gain anything, in the heart sutra in zen buddhism it says no attainment and nothing to attain so it these experiences of awakening that people have not just me are realizations of what's actually already there so i say if there's anything i learned which again is something we already know is what you're looking for is within or you are what you're looking for Uh, peace love joy they're not something you attain someday you find it now or you don't find it at all so Uh, really every meditative discipline led to just be in the present moment because what you're looking for is really right here now and that we're not lacking anything valuable. However, we're never really in the present moment, right? Our minds are always in the past or in the future. Uh, So, yeah, the deepest lesson perhaps is let go of everything else and realize you really are perfect, whole, and complete right in this very moment.
1: Wow. That's... Just that alone, I think, says, you know, says so much because you you are right in terms of where we where we are. I think they say that, you know, when you are in a space of depression, you're going towards the past. And when you're in a state of anxiety, you're going towards the future. And so um, it's not easy, though, to, to feel as if you are not. Thinking about something and letting that thing from the past hold you back in some way or being worried about this thing that's that's potentially going to happen. And so what have you found in your practice that helps people to be present?
0: Yeah, the desire to do so is really important. I'm a Course in Miracles teacher and student, and in the course it teaches The only role of a good teacher, a real teacher, is to create motivation. So the first thing is, uh, in motivation, have you suffered enough, right? So if you're living in the past and you're depressed, if you're living in the future and you're anxious, hopefully and unfortunately, but hopefully there's enough suffering in that for somebody who might be listening, saying, yeah, I'm depressed, I'm anxious. I'm never in the present moment, just to realize that, right, to realize I'm not where I want to be, and yet at the same time, you're right here now, where else could you be? So again, it comes down to what's the one common denominator to why we're suffering. And when you realize it's not actually what's outside of our skin, it's not the past which doesn't exist or the future which doesn't exist, it's our mind, right? So if you just sit down in meditation, right? So the solution really is learn to meditate. And when you just sit still with your very own body, your own emotions, your own breath, your own mind, you realize you are the problem, right? That your own mind is driving you nuts. Learning what to do with that is really the essence. And for me, it's all about hypnotherapy and meditation. So hypnotherapy helps us to facilitate, to get to the root cause of why the mind just won't be quiet, right? why it can't stop all that incessant and usually negative chatter. It's very hard with meditation. To actually get to the real root cause of that. So between hypnotherapy and meditation, I found one of the fastest ways to help people to be free of suffering and just radical. Uh, miracles is probably the only way you could say it where you see somebody who's dealing with some illness or major challenge who makes a mental shift and then everything shifts from that one interchange. So realize the problem is the mind. And then learn really good techniques that work on it i agree with you talk therapy has its place but it doesn't necessarily get at least not quickly enough and with certain skill sets for the root cause and you know i own and run a hypnotherapy school and we have psychologists social workers mental health counselors go through the training who admit their training is great for what it does but it just doesn't have the skill sets that we offer in hypnotherapy so working with the top therapist who knows hypnotherapy you know great but it's the techniques that get us deep into the subconscious mind that are so important if you don't want to just sit there struggling in meditation or whatever other technique. Uh, So get to the root cause, the subconscious and hypnotherapy, and definitely learning a meditation practice. To me, two of the most valuable things I've ever encountered.
1: That's amazing. So somebody is listening now and going, okay, what exactly is hypnotherapy and how might I Entertain the possibility of learning from it. Let's say there's a person listening. I I myself have been there too. Where you there is some inner struggle, you know? Maybe, maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a career. Maybe it is something you're ruminating on that's hasn't happened yet, but you're thinking about it, something you might want to start, mm-hmm. whether it's Or something in a business arena, but something in your mind is going, I just, I don't know what to do. I'm not really sure. I don't know what the answers are, but I'm willing to find ways to get closer to where I can feel peace and I can feel confidence in in what I'm doing. If somebody comes to you with that, that kind, those kind of thoughts, where where do you begin with hypnotherapy?
0: Yeah. So first, like, what is hypnotherapy? We could start there. Um, it's using the hypnotic state first of all. And anybody who's afraid of that, they can let that go. There's really nothing to be afraid of. It's helping you to get into your own inner reality, right? So it's simply stated, and this is not a professional level definition. But when you're hypnotized, you're essentially relaxed, receptive, and responsive. So you're just more responsive to suggestions. So basic hypnosis is where I, it's the hypnotherapist or hypnotist, whatever we call ourselves there, can essentially reprogram your deep inner mind, your subconscious mind. Hypnosis gives us access to that part of your mind. So simply we could give suggestions and repeat those and get those eventually to where your subconscious gets this new programming to get a a better output. However, hypnotherapy goes deeper where we're using powerful transformational modalities to transform the subconscious content itself. So let's say when you were five years old or just in your upbringing, um, you developed a sense of low self-esteem, negative beliefs, like I'm not good enough, I'm bad, I'm stupid, I'm unlovable, I'm powerless, I'm helpless, I'm trapped. Those beliefs cause all of our negative emotions, right? So all the hurt and sadness and fear and anger and guilt and all the other branches of those emotions lead to negative behaviors, lead to psychosomatic illness. So really any challenge, like you mentioned the list of relationship difficulties, financial difficulties, it all comes back again to the mind. But not just the thinking mind in your head, you know, that neurotic monkey mind that won't ever be quiet. When we go deep enough, we realize the heart is the root of the mind so whatever you're feeling your mind is going to think about right you're lonely because you're not in a relationship the heart feels sad the mind thinks about what to do but the conscious mind really can't find a solution to that because all it's going to try to do in a relationship sense is find a new relationship but it it doesn't know how to and really can't heal what's in the heart with hypnotherapy, we can find out what is the real root cause of your blockage, the challenge, whatever you're dealing with. It doesn't really matter what it is. Knowing that the root cause of the problem is the mind, but really the subconscious mind. In traditional analytical, like Freudian analysis back in the day, they would just analyze that mind. The difference is in hypnotherapy, we talk directly to it. My primary mentor, Mr. Gilboyne, a great Mr. Gilboyne, who's a giant in our industry, he said hypnotherapy is a therapy for the people right so it's not where you have to go and get eight years of college and get your phd it's not necessarily even therapeutic um, it's just people helping other people right so it's not necessarily it is its own profession but we don't consider it to be psychotherapy or psychiatry it's just a way that good-hearted people can help other people who are struggling because we have tools to get to the root cause of issues, which don't necessarily require diagnosis or medication. Just like somebody like yourself, a good functioning person who might be having some issues like we all do, hypnotherapy is a way that we can get to the root cause of that and heal that much quicker than anything else that I ever found, honestly.
1: So if someone comes, which is amazing, because I do think, like you mentioned, the root cause is the thing that if you don't get to, repeats itself Mm -hmm. so you if you do feel that brokenness and you find this relationship and then that one doesn't work out then you find this other one and so forth and so on that root cause may still be there manifesting itself and it hasn't you haven't necessarily solved the problem so if you if you do start to unravel and uncover that through hypnotherapy is there and and you're doing that with someone like yourself, that's a professional and has tools and techniques, is it possible? Well, one, I guess maybe I start with how long usually does somebody go through this process? And is it possible to sustain the practices without a practitioner like yourself at some point?
0: Yeah. So what I train my students in is the idea of make you as the professional obsolete in the lives of your clients. So we actually say all hypnosis is self-hypnosis, yet I need to empower you to know how to get into that state. But at the same time, it can be very challenging, if not impossible, to resolve all all of your own issues, right? Because you believe what you believe. If you believe that you're unlovable, how do you convince yourself that you're not unlovable, right? But to have a professional facilitator who sees you better than you see yourself, who sees you as perfect, whole, and complete, just won't buy into the personal lies that you might hold about yourself. Uh, So how long does it take? I would just say for every issue, give yourself at least one session. Uh, But really, if a client comes to me for one issue, I would recommend three to five sessions. So maybe about four sessions. Uh, I have a lot of graduates now because we've been running the school for 15 years. So we always have graduates who are willing to work at a reduced rate or a sliding scale. So somebody is hearing this talk and they're really interested, but they're saying, I don't know if I could afford it. Reach out to our school because we absolutely have graduates who are willing to help uh, at a sliding scale or sometimes even for free, if you know that's what it takes to help people because we are, are really in this to be of service to others and the money is secondary. So I would definitely tell your listeners, don't let money get in the way because uh, insurance most likely is not going to pay for this. Uh, but yeah, if you're really committed to working through one issue or you know, a handful of issues, yeah, give it at least one session to feel it out, but there are different modalities. So, by giving it four sessions, you get to try four major hypnotic approaches to resolving the issue. And yeah, I could tell you success story after success story. And usually it's within, we do two hour sessions. That's what I encourage anyway. So, it's not like a seven minute doctor visit or a 50 minute talk therapy session. You know, it's two really invested hours in a person's well being. And you give me 10 total hours of work and I'm probably going to change your life, you know, like radically changing things. So, yeah, like I know personally and others, like we search for a solution to our problems and yeah, anybody who's listening, I would say that solution really is right in your face. <laughs> Just uh, I couldn't imagine a modality that's more powerful than something that goes right to the root cause of the issue and transforms it without your conscious mind having to get in the way.
1: Yeah. And in, in my mind, because I'm a, a person that is a very, a big advocate of self-development and, uh, mm. you know, go, getting to a place where we have fulfillment, because I do believe that in that state, we can emanate more love. We can be a source of joy and that can, we can bring that into the world. And so I'm, I'm hearing you talk going 10 hours of an investment to get to this place where you are, are operating in a different mindset in a different state, that seems like a no brainer. <laughs> so, you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 w- when I think about it in that way, it does make me wonder um, why we don't hear about hypnotherapy as much. And and I'd love your take on this because when I when I think about healing, And that, you know, I, I would say my journey has been probably the last decade or so, probably fi- almost 15 years of really being open, like very vulnerable, Brene Brown, you know, open to books and experts and, and really just being in a place of surrender when it comes to this process. And through, through that journey, it has been predominantly talk therapy and meditation in the sense of quiet your mind, whether it's putting on something that assists you with that process, or it's you feeling comfortable to take a few minutes or even up to 20 minutes. And so in your assessment, what is the reason that we don't hear as much about hypnotherapy as we do these other practices?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. It's a long story, so I'll give you the short version, but it goes back quite a few hundred years to a man named Franz Anton Mesmer. Many people have heard of mesmerism. So Mesmer was a physician in Vienna and then in Paris, and he had concluded at some point he could take magnets, rub them over people's bodies, and correct imbalances in their, quote, energy flow, or the magnetic flow in the body. They didn't quite understand what was going on then, but there was a belief in some invisible force. And that wasn't so crazy because they had just discovered gravity, Ben Franklin had discovered electricity, right? They were like, Well, there are these invisible forces, so maybe we could use magnets to rebalance this. But one day Mesmer forgets his magnets but says, Well, maybe the power is in me. So he just uses his hands. He got the same result. So he concludes, oh, the animal magnetic force is in me, not in um in the magnets. He became popular enough that doctors and Uh, scientists started studying him. Ben Franklin was actually one of those people. And in the scientific and medical delegation, they concluded Mesmer is not healing through the power of energy or animal magnetism. He's healing through the power of belief, suggestion, and imagination. And then uh, Mesmer really fell out of popular favor. So that was one blow to the Mesmeric hypnotic movement. It wasn't until 1864 that Dr. James Braid coined the term hypnosis and said, look, we can make this scientific, but we have to use the power of suggestion as the way we're talking about it, not some imaginary power that could pretty well easily be disproven. They couldn't prove that this power was there. Uh, Freud, long story short, Freud picked up the technique of hypnosis and started actually regressing people to the root cause of their problem. So Freud was one of the biggest reasons why we're not using hypnotherapy more mainstream today. Uh, That's a complicated story about why, but what he found when he was doing a lot of regressions was that the women he was regressing that were being diagnosed with, quote, hysteria, um, actually had been sexually abused as children. His colleagues didn't want to hear anything about that. And for other reason, Freud decided, all right, we're just not going to use hypnosis. Um, But because Freud became the leader of the psychotherapy movement uh, with Freudian analysis, and most practitioners of the time were doing that, and because Freud said, no, we're not going to use hypnosis, uh, it didn't become part of mainstream psychotherapy. Uh, over the years, the profession really has become its own profession because in colleges and universities, you generally need to have scientific-based studies, and hypnotherapy didn't have a lot of science. Now it does. There's a lot more research behind it now, uh, and we're seeing it more and more. But why is it not so popular? It is a, quite a few hundred years' story. Um, all I can say is what we're doing on our end is really working to raise the standards of hypnotherapy training to make it more and more acceptable, credentialed, research, scientific, where we can still keep the deeper spiritual themes that you don't usually get in colleges and universities. uh, Let people fully be themselves in a way where you don't have to leave the spirituality out of it, uh, but in ways where we can still use proven, powerful techniques to help people to change. So I'd like to think it's becoming more mainstream, but based on your question and me being in the field for 25 years. Maybe not as much, <laughs> but I'm doing everything I can to get the word out there for sure.
1: Yeah, no, and and I, I appreciate the history and understanding. And, and I hope, well, it's one of those things where it's like when you start saying, oh, well, a, a, a yellow car, then all of a sudden you start seeing yellow cars. I'm hoping that hmm. me talking about hypnotherapy and having it in my mind, there's maybe you find it more when you have when you heighten your awareness. Sometimes I, I find that when I'm kind of on a subject Suddenly, I see it pop up in an article or or somewhere, but perhaps it's it's related to exposure or just a heightened sense of awareness. So, I, I mm. hope that in this case. But um, what would you say educationally for a person who's who's still maybe wants to understand hypnotherapy? You know, short of just googling it, which I think is probably what. We all do. Is there, Are there sources that you might recommend? I know you have a website and you that, that could be one place to start, but I'd love to get your feedback on that.
0: Yeah. Well, being a leader in the field, I would recommend us, and I'll say why. Um, so instituteofhypnotherapy.com, we track all of the state laws. We have very high ethical standards. Um, so there's two ways to approach it. If you're ready in a caregiving profession, then let's say you are a doctor, psychologist, mental health counselor, then hypnotherapy becomes an adjunct to your practice and you're using it in a therapeutic context. However, this is its own profession, yet people who don't have those type of credentials, you don't need any prior degrees, but you might be limited to what you can work on. So there's therapeutic and non-therapeutic hypnosis. And We've made it really clear going through our training, you wanna get at least 500 hours of training, through a state licensed school, you shouldn't just do like a weekend workshop by somebody who's not licensed by the Department of Education, because there are laws in this profession. You have to, because it's a profession through the Department of Labor, a school needs to be licensed by the Department of Education to actually deliver career training in the field. So be sure you're looking into state licensed schools, be sure you're getting at least 500 hours of training Um, And then, yes, be sure you're trained in the law and ethics, advertising, marketing, business and practice management. So, you know, look for really robust training. You can't just uh, do, you know, 100-hour training and think you can be a professional in this field. Uh, And then, again, really understand the law because there's a therapeutic uses, and then there's plenty of non-therapeutic uses. If I, and you know, I'm not a medical doctor or psychologist. If I'm going to work on a therapeutic condition under Florida law, which is one of the clearest laws that we recommend our students abide by, Uh, if I'm going to work in a medical condition, I just get a referral from the person's doctor. So if somebody calls me and says, can you help me with my migraines? Yes, but I need your doctor to refer you to be sure there's not a brain tumor, right? Um, So if we're dealing with a medical condition, we just get a referral. If it's a mental health condition, we might not touch it at all because it's not necessarily a field, but if we did, it would be in coordination with the person's therapist to say, yes, it's safe to use hypnosis. So be sure anybody who's looking into this is trained in that because you could end up seriously breaking the law if you're practicing medicine or psychology without a license. It goes with dentistry or working with pain as well. Hypnosis is great for all of the above, medical, mental health, dental, pain management, um, but quite often on the clinical medical level of things, we're working in coordination with other professionals to be sure we're under HIPAA compliance. Um, That's important. You start working with the patient, by refer to their physician but you disclose their personal information again you get in big trouble so get really good training know the difference between therapeutic and non-therapeutic and definitely look for state licensed schools offering a minimum of 500 hours of training
1: well that's great it's 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 really good to know because i do think it's important with so much information that you can get on the internet to know the difference between credentialed qualified uh, pr- pract- mm-hmm. practitioners and and schools. So you really do get the best of the best if you're going to delve in this from either a professional perspective or someone who is just seeking professional assistance as a complement to what you may have already begun, like we've talked about traditional therapy, acupuncture, anything else. Um, but I'm curious. I know we only have a few minutes left. Um, uh, just about you personally. So I know you you mentioned at 19, that is really where this you had this epiphany and you have been ever since then, um, you know, learning and and unlearning, like you mentioned, some different things. Um, since I do talk to people often about their self-limiting beliefs, I'm curious if you have had a self-limiting belief at one point. What was that and how did you overcome
0: it? Yeah, it wasn't just one. I can humbly say over the years of working with clients, I have every or at least had every single negative belief that anyone else has ever had. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Like when I hear clients say they're unworthy, like what do you mean unworthy? I don't feel unworthy. But then when I would search deep enough, like, oh, I could see how I have the flavor of it. Unlovable. Oh, I see how I could feel unlovable. Um, I, you name it. I, and I could go through that whole list. I think I did a little bit already in this interview. Like, I'm bad. I'm stupid. I'm powerless. I'm helpless. I'm trapped. I can honestly relate to every single belief every person has ever had because I've looked at every aspect of my psyche. In hypnotherapy, we do past life regression work, whether you believe it's actual past lives or not you bring out what appear to be these past life personalities. Like there was me when I lived 500 years ago. And, you know, even if that didn't happen, well, what what was that storyline that came out? I have seen every negative aspect of the human condition in my own psyche. Um, so in past lives, I've raped and I've been raped. I've murdered and I've been murdered. So when you, you explore the psyche enough, you get off your high pedestal of I'm so perfect and holy and I'm healed and I don't have issues as in really getting down to I have the same pain, and the same suffering, the same challenges, as everyone else, maybe not the same degree, but I could relate um, personally for me is to be a, not as abstract to be a bit more vulnerable. As you said, uh, I would say anxiety was definitely my challenge. I would just feel anxious and what was really underneath all of that Yeah, sense of self worth um, before I woke up spiritually. I didn't feel like there was much self worth. Like, who am I? Why am I here? Why am I important? Why am I valuable? soon as I get tapped in deeper to who am I really, um, then I started seeing all the old beliefs and emotions and negative behaviors, anxious feelings, whatnot, dropping away um, because of waking up to who I truly am. But yeah, I could relate to anybody with any of their issues and say, oh yeah, I I felt that to some degree for
1: sure. Yeah. Oh, that is, that is really honest. Because I think if we are being honest, we probably have gone through somewhat of a gamut of that at different points. Of our lives, a few different self limiting beliefs. If you had to give anyone listening a last piece of advice, what would it be?
0: Yeah, whenever I'm on podcasts and I'm asked this question, I always go back to what my first philosophy teacher said to me when I just graduated his class. And I said, Thank you so much. You really opened my mind, changed my life, or those type of sentiments. He said, Good, stay on the path. It was just those four words, stay on the path. And over, you know, now being 50 years old and being in this field for like, yeah, 25, 30 years, um, I have seen that we all have a path. We all have a mission. We all have a purpose. So despite like my talking about there's peace, there's joy, there's love, there's bliss, there's a state of oneness, there's also a mission and a purpose for like, what we're meant to do. Like, you know, you found like your path with Board Unbreakable, and, you know, I'm sure you, you can relate personally to you find your groove, and what I found is find that groove. So first of all, find out who you are. Find out what you're meant to do on this planet. But then once you find that, stick to it. Don't try any other career. Don't try to make money in other ways. Um, and of course, the miracles, these are called useless journeys. Like if you're on the planet to do one thing, do that one thing and do it really well. So in Hinduism, they call it your dharma. And the Bhagavad Gita, one of the Hindu scriptures says, it's better to do your dharma poorly than to do someone else's dharma well. So just even if you're not, even if you're a C student with your own dharma, at least you're doing what you're here to do. And then you keep improving, getting better at it, but stay in the path. If not, it's going to lead to some form of suffering that's completely unnecessary.
1: Yeah. I remember the Bhagavad Gita from college taking me taking me back to my uh, college days there. I heard that in a while. Um, Matthew, what is the best way for people to reach you? And is there any kind of programs at all that you want to promote or mention before we close up today?
0: Sure thing. So, our hypnotherapy training, which is my main thing, is instituteofhypnotherapy.com. And then I also offer a completely free online meditation system training at onlinemonastery.com. That's one of my other side projects. It's over 100 hours of free meditation training. Um, it's a very deep system, but even the basics are a really good way to get started. I'm not personally that available for private sessions anymore. It's not impossible, but I usually just refer to my higher level graduates. Yeah, but for those interested in learning more about the field of hypnotherapy, definitely check out com. That's
1: awesome. I will be sure to put all of those links in the show notes so people can explore more, but this is at least an introduction, if you will, for those and, and maybe a refresher for those who have had exposure and, you know, want to revisit some of those techniques in their own journey of where they are today. So I just want to thank you for the education, your honesty and vulnerability. And, uh, I, I look forward to exploring more myself. So I really appreciate your, your time.
0: Nice. Thank you for having me on, Des. I appreciate you and what you're doing.
1: Awesome. Episode 140 with hypnotherapist Matthew Brownstein. I didn't mention this at the beginning of the episode, but Matthew has unbelievable credentials and accolades. Uh, You know, we were on a schedule, so I didn't want to take too long up front, but I did want to just mention that he is the CEO and founder of Anahat Education Group. He's the executive director for the Institute of Personal interpersonal hypnotherapy, the president of International Association of interpersonal hypnotherapy, and a whole slew of other things that I could probably spend at least the next five minutes reading off, which I won't. But it's all of that is to say how much devotion and dedication that he's put into this practice that I honestly do feel, and maybe that's just me. Anybody who's listening can correct me if they somehow are been having much more exposure than me, but um, I feel it is something that is, um, not as utilized, not as uh, promoted as other sources of um, therapeutic methods. I was talking to him about uh, you know t- talk therapy obviously has has had its place for very long um, every time I listen to a podcast uh, they' probably on a daily basis I hear an ad for better help for talk-related therapy, I'm always seeing different mindfulness and meditation apps come out. Um, I have heard more through podcast guests about neuro-linguistic programming, and he actually has a background in that as well, um, Chinese medicine. But... Um, I'm fascinated. I really am. I'm fascinated by this concept of hypnotherapy and what it can do. And like I mentioned, just for a small investment for something that may change your life forever, if it gets to the root cause of those negative beliefs that you have about yourself and, um, how you're moving in this world, imagine how it may change your personal relationships, your career, your business endeavors, your 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 own spiritual journey, your social life—I mean, there's so many dimensions. Um, I think we may feel paralyzed in, and it could just be a consideration for you to explore hypnotherapy a little bit further so I hope that you at least entertain that today if this is the very first time that you're hearing more about it but it seems to be very powerful and I I personally would love to to delve into it more I really do think it can possibly open up some things for me um, and get even deeper than practices that I've already pursued Um, but lastly I just I just want to reflect a little bit as I've mentioned I had the most absolute epic, marvelous, phenomenal, sensational, a birthday celebration. Uh, it, it, you know, I hadn't really had anything big and major since I was a teenager. And, um, I just had the most I, I'm reeling, I'm reeling over the experience that I had uh, getting together with family and friends and just putting on something that was so cool, uh, not so much for me, but for for other people to bring them into a space where they can um, see performances and spend some really quality, fun time with me and, and catch up and reminisce. And it had been many years since I've been able to spend that kind of time with some of my um, friends and loved ones. And so um, I just am in so much gratitude (laughs) right now, Um, as you can see, if you happen to be watching this on uh, YouTube, I am wearing um, one of my old school. 49ers um, jackets today. Um, I'm into football. That is what I grew up on. It is the one sport that I have a lot of passion behind watching. Um, I'm a 49ers fan. And we beat the Cowboys and that made me very happy. So that happened in the recent game. We're going on to play the Eagles. So that will be very interesting. They've had an excellent season, as you know. And uh, yeah, we are on the road to the Super Bowl. It's now uh, the Divisional Championships. And um, the Niners have had some wonderful years of making it far, but not far enough to be in the Super Bowl. Um, Well, we've had uh, made it to the Super Bowl a couple of times in recent years, but did not win the title. So we are looking for title six and this could be the year. You never know. It is possible. Anything's possible, right? So I am in the present moment and that is where I am right now. And I do just want to mention that In, in, in all honesty, transparency and compassion, I understand what it's like to possibly feel depressed or anxious. I've, I've had those moments myself and I know sometimes it feels dark and dreary and lonely and frustrating. And so, you know, maybe even if it isn't hypnotherapy at the moment, um, do find something that works for you to do the best you can to come to the present moment. Um, I think it it makes a big difference if we find those practices that enable us to do that so we can have more moments of peace and joy and love, all of those things that uh, Matthew was talking about today. So I really, truly do hope that for you. Uh, if coaching is an avenue that you feel could work for you. Uh, I really, my focus is helping people to overcome their self-limiting beliefs. Uh, I am passionate about that. I have been for a long time. Uh, When I work with people, it really is on manifesting more of what you want in your life. So being able to surrender to the things that are no longer present, yet we hold on to um, trauma things like that. So I am not a therapist. I am not going to be the person that works with you through those past issues, I certainly could refer you to somebody who could help you. But I'm, I'm, my focus is more on what you want in your future. So just uh, a little bit of education there on the distinction between a therapist and a coach. So um, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope your 2023 has been amazing. As we are uh, nearing the close of the first month of the year, make sure to. Give yourself that sense of empowerment by embracing exactly who you are, loving the person that you are becoming and emanating that sense of love and joy in the world to the others around you. Remember that you are your only limit. So take action today and I will see you on the next episode of the Born Unbreakable podcast. Be sure to share. If you haven't already, rate and review that too.